Hey guys, it's Jamie Scrimger here, second wife, stepmom of three, and mom of one. And you're listening to my podcast, where we talk about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. If you're ready for raw and real conversations and are striving to live your very best life, then you are in the right place. Every week, I'll provide you with tips and strategies and mindset shifts to inspire you to live your own version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about this episode, and I think it is such an important conversation to have, especially during this period of time. So Lise Wilcox is back on the show, and you may remember her from episode 33, which was titled Stop Trying to Make Other People Happy. Lise is a transformation and mindset coach who helps women find clarity in what they want, confidence in who they are, and the courage to stay true to both. She is a passionate speaker, writer, coach, podcast host, taco enthusiast, and guys, a simple conversation with Lise can literally change your perspective on, well, anything and everything. Like, she is so good. You know, these days, the word authentic is this buzzword, and I feel like it's been thrown around carelessly. And in my mind, it's kind of similar to the word epic. Like, The word epic used to mean something, but now everyone and their mom is having an epic weekend and I just feel like it's lost all meaning. And that's how I feel about the word authentic. It has become so common that is less and less meaningful, but Lise is the most authentic person that I know. She embodies it in everything that she is and all that she does. Like she is just authentic. And in this episode, we talk openly about COVID-19, including how to deal with anxiety, balancing work and life, tackling fear, the importance of protecting your energy, and what the COVID-19 pandemic is bringing out for so many of us, including me. Now, don't be fooled. This is not going to be your fluffy, be your authentic self, change your mindset and change your life podcast episode. It's real talk with real tools that can and will impact how you look at everything going on in the world. And again, I cannot tell you how excited I am to bring you this conversation. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Lise, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited for this chat today. The background, guys, on this episode is that I was driving in my car and listening to Lisa's podcast, basically been binging it for the week. And I was like, she needs to come back on because Lisa's <laughs> actually been on the podcast before. She was episode 33, all about stop trying to make other people happy, mm-hmm. which is very aligned. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I was like, there. she has so much to offer us during this time. So I needed to get you back ASAP. So thank you so much for making time for us today. Well, and thank you for binge listening because my podcast just cracked top 50 on Apple. So maybe you got us there. So actually, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And I would have been like telling everyone to listen to the episodes. Um, Yeah, I love it. I love it. So for those who maybe missed the first episode, guys, 33, you do need to go back and listen to it. Give us, introduce yourself. Give us a lowdown. Who, Who are you? What do you have going on? What's your story? 
Oh, sure. It's a, it's a long story. Um, <laughs> I am a transformational mindset and success coach. That's my professional title. Um, I have my first book coming out very soon. It's coming out for pre-sale actually in May. Um, I'm going to be on a TV show this summer about it. Like it's an amazing intention centered reality TV show where we actually get together and solve real life problems and then pitch the solutions to investors across the globe. There's lots and lots of like big, exciting stuff happening professionally. I'm also a mom of three. I'm a single parent, had breast cancer last year and cancer treatment last year. So it's like so fresh. I have an experience. Um, and what all of this has done, like each and every experience in my life, it just keeps, I guess, confirming, um, that I'm really good at handling adversity. And I found a way to navigate, you know, an abusive childhood, a really painful divorce, as I said, cancer, being a solo parent, um, navigate it all with a lot of grace. And in particular, using uh, a process that I refer to as emotional alchemy. So this notion that you can take anything that has been dark and uncomfortable and heavy and find a way to transform it and make it so uniquely your own and beautiful that it actually becomes something that you're really proud to hang on to that helps you move forward in your life. Oh my gosh. I love that. I have a, actually have this post where I talk about how I'm grateful for all the bullshit in my life. And because if, if I didn't experience all of the challenges that I've had and, you know, mm-hmm. divorced parents, you know, issues with abandonment with my mom, with, mm-hmm. you know, my siblings, with like divorce and all mm-hmm. the things that I have gone through. And then, you know, being a stepmom, all the challenges mm-hmm. that come with that, I wouldn't be who I am today. I would be Absolutely. a completely different person. Yeah. And that's always a choice, right? Like that choice becomes ours. Are we going to deal or sorry, dwell in that pain or... Are we going to accept that things are the way they are? They've unfolded the way they've unfolded and still find a way of showing up for ourselves and really, you know, choosing relentless optimism at the end of the day. Yeah. I always say I want to teach people to thrive amongst the bullshit. Like you can thrive amongst the bullshit. That is the bullshit actually makes you thrive even more if you can go through it with the right perspective. Totally. And it allows you when you when you make that shift and you kind of make that leap into seeing things so much um, more differently, um, suddenly you realize you can start to navigate anything, you know, and you can navigate it not only with grace, as I say, but with kind of a curiosity of like, oh, I didn't see this happening. I didn't see this coming. I wonder what I'm going to learn from this. You know, Um, at the core of this is getting really, really clear on our own emotional awareness because positive thinking is, it's just not enough. It's actually, sometimes it ends up being a reach. You know, we reach for something else to make us feel good. If we're only reaching for positivity, we're not actually dealing with any of our true feelings. So all of my work is centered around really getting very crystal clear on what those feelings are, where they're coming from, if they're being held at a deeper subconscious level, how do we identify and release them? And from that place, how do we move forward in a way that feels completely aligned with who we are and what we value? Mm, I love it. And you know, I'm sure there are people who are going to be listening to this episode right now and they're not quite there yet. They are listening like, oh, okay, positive thinking, mindset coach, transformation, this. I know because I've been there. please keep listening. Okay. Because (laughs) at this point, what the hell do you have to lose? Right? Like 
you can keep do, I, I say this to people all the time, like you can keep doing life the way you've been doing and chances mm-hmm. are it's not working that well. Yeah. Or you can have an open mind to be like, okay, what's next? How can totally. I plow through this? Totally. You know, nothing changes and nothing changes, right? And chances are, if you're feeling something in your way, in your life that you don't want to feel anymore and you choose to do nothing about it, then guess what? You're going to keep feeling like that. Like nobody's coming to save you for this. You are, you're responsible for your own actions and your own decisions and, you know, your own beliefs, the way that you show up. And although that can feel kind of intimidating at first, it's probably the most empowering gift you can give yourself is to really step back into the driver's seat and be like, all right, here we go. How am I going to do that? Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be stepmoms who often stepmoms in my community, they'll say, no, but you don't understand what I'm going through or how hard Mm -hmm. this is. We're Mm -hmm. talking to someone who has gone through all of the things, people. So Mm -hmm. it really and truly is, you know, you you've survived cancer. You have been through divorce. You have been through like hell and back and have come out on the other side. uh, Probably one of the most popular. For sure. For sure. (laughs) So again, it really does come down to having that choice. You just have Mm -hmm. to decide that you're going to be in the place to make that choice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So at the time we are recording this, just so everyone is clear, because I know people do come back and listen, we are in the middle, I hope, (laughs) or maybe over the hump of the Mm COVID-19 pandemic. So I feel like we're in phase two, Mm -hmm. phase two of all of this, where we have been isolating or quarantine or whatever we're calling it for about five weeks now. Mm -hmm. And our government just called a state of emergency. I think it was for another 28 days. So we still have a month or so of this and they're probably going to extend it. So Mm -hmm. we're in that place where it's like, okay, the shock is over. This is real. This is happening. This is life right now. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety, a lot of negativity. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about all of the things happening right now? Like, I know that's a very loaded question, but mm-hmm. how do you feel about society's reaction to this pandemic? <laughs> well, I've turned off the news, if that's any indication about how I feel about our reaction as a whole. Uh, it became just a little too much for me to engage with on a daily basis. Like I had even cut down my news consumption to a 20 minute window once a day. And eventually at I think week four, I was like, you know what? There is nothing new happening. I don't need to know about all the stuff that's been happening anymore. I've already read it. Like I don't need to, I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't need to know this anymore right now. Yeah. So and and I chose to really start to focus on what I can do and what I can control. So, you know, things like, well, I can really take care of my family. I can really invest in my own business. I can really attend to my clients past and present and future um, by really showing up, delivering excellent content, very timely content, you know, on Instagram, on my podcast, et cetera. Um, I can support local businesses. You know, I can choose to keep spending money on people for whom I know it's going to have a high impact. And when I, again, took that control back over my life and of of my own emotional state, almost instantly I started to feel so much better. What is happening is happening. I can't control that. I have learned um, many, many times, and it was particularly driven home through cancer and and chemo and surgery. Um, What is happening is happening. And all I can do is choose to fight it 
or flow with it. So with all the new rules and new quarantine and life looks totally different and my kids are out of school and and that has ramifications on um, shared parenting and co-parenting, all that's happening beyond my control. So what I focus on is the stuff that I can do and I accept it and I flow with it and it is magical every single time life gets easier when you get to that point of just surrendering and, and going with it. Yeah. I love that. Fight it or flow with it. I'm going to be, that's going to be on repeat in my head for (laughs) sure. And you know, you were talking, I don't know if it was on your Instagram or on your podcast, but you were talking about what COVID-19 is bringing out for people. And It's not, it doesn't really have a lot to do with COVID-19. It has to do with all of the stuff that we've been dealing with in our life. And, you know, for me, I'm just going to kind of give an example. I have, was feeling a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. last week. Not maybe it wasn't anxiety. It was just, I was feeling unsettled. Mm -hmm. I was like, what's next? I want more. I need to do this. And just was feeling, it had nothing to do with COVID-19 and nothing to do Mm -hmm. with the fact that I was home with my five-year-old and, you know, Mm. my husband's working from home, all the things. It was something else. And then when Mm. I heard you say this, I was like, holy shit, yes. (laughs) So can you explain your whole, you know, perception on that? Oh, totally. So basically, if you think of going through the motions, like running on a hamster wheel, right? And then all of a sudden the hamster wheel stops you're still on the hamster wheel looking at it being like, hang on a second. Like, why aren't you moving? And how come I can't move anymore? And how come I can't do what I'm supposed to be doing? When you are going through the motions and the motions just stop, suddenly you are left with a big void. And that void tends to be, you know, a void of distraction. So a lot of my clients have been reaching out, um, looking for help or looking for support in their marriages because suddenly the person they haven't really enjoyed spending any time with for the last five years, it's kind of in their face that they maybe have been avoiding dealing with their relationship, right? When you go through the motions and the motion just stop, all of a sudden you have to deal with the stuff that you haven't been able to deal with. So right now on an emotional level, Basically, 7 billion people on the earth are walking around with an invisible sign hanging around their neck saying what their deepest, darkest fears are, because I think that's what this has done. It's brought everybody's fears and all the stuff we haven't dealt with, it's brought it up to the surface en masse. So while we are having this big collective experience of everybody's experiencing this hardship and this change and this radical pivot in every area of their life most areas of their life, we're having this hyper individualized experience. And suddenly for people, it's like, oh my, and this is happening a lot for men in particular. Oh my God, I'm not able to provide for my family anymore. What the hell does this say about me as a man? You know, parents or moms who are suddenly at home with their kids are like, oh my God, my kids are at home 24 hours a day. I've never had this experience and I'm not really enjoying it. What does that say about me as a woman? And, you know, there are, uh, there are so many, those are just two 
points on the spectrum. There are so many pain points here for people, you know? Oh my goodness, I'm alone. If this is a deep, dark fear of mine to be alone during a crisis, what does that mean? Oh my gosh, I'm an introvert. I don't have a ton of friends. My life actually doesn't look that much different. What does that say about me? It doesn't matter what it is. It's that every single person's deepest vulnerabilities are coming to the surface. So what that does from a coaching perspective, you know, when whenever we have a challenge, we can reframe it as an opportunity. This creates the opportunity to heal something. Even if you thought you would ha- you'd healed it before, it creates the space, this opportunity to heal things on a deeper level. The flip side of that is that it sucks. <laughs> it sucks to go through those growing pains because it hurts. And when we are hurting like this and we are empathically picking up on all of the, the pain and the loss and the fear and the mixed messaging we've been getting from mixed governments across the world, there's so much room for emotional chaos layered on top of our own insecurities that, yeah, no kidding, people are fe- feeling overwhelmed and triggered and anxious about the whole thing, right? Yeah. And it's so crazy because I think you can have a, it's again, it comes back to that choice. You know, for me, the discomfort for sure has been about my business and what's next. And, you know, what is this platform about? Where am I going? All of the things that I haven't had time to really dive into. And I've been meaning to dive into because it's something I had been feeling kind of different lately or, you know, yeah, just that discomfort. Like I I, I want something else kind of thing. And that's where that discomfort came from me. Mm-hmm. And now we yeah. have time. Totally. We do have time and space to do it. So it's, again, comes back to that choice. It's like, okay, you know, how, what do I do? Well, and when very few things in your life look the way they looked two months ago, again, that creates this opportunity to do something differently. And, you know, you're very ambitious. You're very driven. You're very focused. And so for that personality you're, you're doing all the right things. Cause you're like, okay, here's, I I've identified this feeling. I don't want to feel like this. I know there's something next for me. I know, I don't really know what it looks like, but I know I have to figure that out. Right. And you're taking all the steps to make that happen. That's a really good thing. The opposite is when we sit in those feelings, we're like, I don't feel great. I feel really uncomfortable. I feel really anxious. And then we stay there. You don't have to stay there. You just have to take this like tiny little step after step to get you to where you need to be. And all of that, all of that starts with a really keen um, sense of like self-awareness and emotional awareness so that you can identify what's actually bothering you and, and move forward from that place. Oh yeah, for sure. And I do have to say, I do think people think, you know, there's all of these memes and stuff going around on Instagram right now. Like make sure you get up before everyone or you get dressed or you do your makeup. It'll make you feel better. Make sure you're working out, communicating with your friends, like all the things we're supposed to be doing right now. And there was this conversation on my Facebook page where someone had commented and says, because I think I was just being raw and real in the moment. She's like, just make sure you enjoy every moment. (laughs) every moment of this, you want me to enjoy every moment of this. And I was, and normally I don't respond to things. I'm like, "Eh, no, 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 no. Like let's, let's stop telling people they need to enjoy every moment of this because there is a lot of discomfort right now. Even if you're doing all of the things and all of the right things, you're going Mm -hmm. to have bouts of anxiety and bouts of negative experiences. And, you know, but that's part of the whole experience. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, as somebody who is an expert in emotional intelligence, 
I basically stopped using Instagram except to participate in posting my own content because I was so tired of hearing other people tell me how I was supposed to be feeling. And I was like, no, you've missed the point. You've totally missed the point. Again, we are all, we're all experiencing massive change in our lives, right? But just like we don't, like we all, all humans tend to unfold on our own journey, our own path of life in really predictable developmental ways, but we don't hit those milestones at the same time. So when we're experiencing this level of collective global grief, we're going to move through it at different times and we're going to experience it in our own way. So there is no should. There is no should. There's only a matter of what feels good to you and what feels right to you. So, you know, you and I were joking on Instagram this morning that like what feels really good to me is that I have to get up and get dressed. I have to. Yeah, you're wearing jeans hair. right now. <laughs> What's that? You're wearing jeans right now. Every day. Every day. Because... I need the predictability and the routine of knowing that today is Monday and on Monday we do this and on Tuesday we do this and oh, hey, it's Friday. It's pizza movie night. Like that's a totally different vibe. And then on Saturday, I stay in my track pants. And so that works for me. I am very well aware that doesn't work for everybody else, but that's off insights that I can offer when people are like, I can't cope. Every single day is fading into one another. I can step up and use my voice to be like, Hey, here's a trick that I know from my personal and professional experience works for me. This could work for you. Mm-hmm. But I think that we really, maybe I'm contradicting myself here. Here is one should, we should all stop giving each other advice on like, you know, enjoy every moment. Just like, you make this experience your own and figure out where the way that works for you. But if somebody's feeling really negative and they don't know how to get out of it, that's when you can reach out for guidance and mentorship and be like, okay, there are a billion people who can show you how to get out of this in a way that you can safely navigate it for you. But it's up to you to take ownership over that process and figure out again, what aligns really well in a way that resonates for you in like every level. Yeah. And take bits and pieces. This is what I, so even my morning routine, I have taken bits and pieces from other people's morning routines and things that feel right for me. And I try things on for a little bit, figure out if it works and I can switch it up. Like you have to find your own groove and what works for you. Now, speaking of this emotional roller coaster, what are your tips for dealing with that feeling of anxiety? Because I do feel like, man, this is a bipolar experience. Like some days I'm like, oh my God, I'm loving this. I love isolation, all the things. And then you know, last Thursday I w- had my like face in my hands, bawling my eyes out. And then I ate like enough sushi for three people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you're right on track. Yeah. Um, I think overwhelmingly there are two things that you can do to combat anxiety. And actually, if you go to my YouTube channel, um, I posted this video on an EFT tapping exercise. So it's a, basically a guided meditation. If somebody, if you haven't done tapping before, it's this incredible release for anxiety. It is beautiful. It can take you from like a level 10 to a level seven and then to a level four in under five minutes. It is such a great, I always imagine it's like this um, steam valve that you're just opening up the valve and letting off the steam so that you can come back and feel more centered. So that's, that's a great little resource that's free that people can use. But overwhelmingly, there are two things you need to do. And one is constantly keep focused on what you can control. When you look at the world around you and you see things falling apart or people not being able to cope, you can't do anything about that. Sorry, but it's true. You can't. 
But what you can do is revisit what you can do. What can you do to support yourself? What can you do to support your family? What can you do to support your community? You know, I can't feed the world. I can't. I can't give everybody a million bucks. I can't do it right now. But what I can do is shop at this incredible little local um, market. And when I support them, I support their business. But I also make sure that I buy a donation box for a family that can't feed themselves. So there you go. For an extra 35 bucks a week, holy shit. I have had radical impact on a, on now two, at least two families in my own community, right? I can do that. So you got to keep coming back to what you can control and what you can control is what you can do and how you react to things, how you choose to react to things and respond. And the other thing that you can always do is come back to the present moment. So again, when you get caught up in this like total state of overwhelm and anxiety and I can't do anything and the world's going to shit and nothing's going to be the same and it's forever changed. And I don't know. Nope. We're just going to come back to the present moment. And a great, great tip for this is just to start, start focusing on things that are in your immediate environment. So I'm going to list off five things I can see. Well, I can see the trees. I can see my living room couch. I can see my fruit bowl. Okay, what are five things that I can hear right now? Maybe I can hear birds or a car driving past. I go through five things for each of my five senses. And in going through those things, it immediately pulls me back into my present moment. When I come back to my present moment, when I step out of that fear and that um, anxious state, I've actually changed my physiology. And when I change my physiology, I am no longer dealing with fight, flight, freeze. I'm actually present and able to respond the way that I want to, which is in a calm and rational way, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are going to be people who listen to that and they're like, what would you Mm -hmm. want me to do? Again, guys, what the hell do you have to lose at this point? (laughs) Try something different because I was totally that person. Honestly, two years ago, if I would have heard you tell me to look at my fruit bowl and like find myself in the moment, (laughs) I would have been like, what in the hell is she talking about? But I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that would really, really help me right now. So I think you don't know what you don't know. And we're all kind of in this place of spiraling. It's like, okay, what do I have to, like, why don't I just try this? Try it out and see what happens, right? Because yeah, at this point, what do you really have to lose? Well, and another great tip for this is coming back to joy, right? Finding joy and creating joy. So if somebody is having resistance or like this really cynical reaction to like, oh, great, like I'm going to look around my house and find five things that's going to make me feel better. Here's the worst case scenario. It's not going to make you feel any better. You're going to feel so ridiculous if that's, you know, where you're at right now. Now you're going to be laughing at how you heard this lady on a podcast telling you what to do. And what do you know? Now you feel better already because you've like been able to lighten up your situation. So bam, you just got lawyered into feeling better. You know, it's like you have nothing to lose. As you said, nothing changes if nothing changes. So if somebody wants to stay stuck in a really negative place, okay, do that. You can do whatever you want as long as you're prepared to deal with the consequences of your actions. But if you want to feel better, if you want to see things differently, if you want to feel lighter and more joyful oh my God, it is so much easier than you think. All you have to do is decide that you want to do that. You can't have it both ways. You can't stay stuck and not be willing to entertain new things, right? Like 
the onus comes back to the individual who is constantly choosing how they're going to show up for themselves in this. Yeah. Preach it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in one of your podcast episodes, you talked about the importance of protecting your energy. Let's unpack that for a quick second, because I do think it's a really important thing right now. I do think especially especially for the females, because I do believe that in a lot of households, we're taking on all the things right now. All I do emotional labor. I'm sure if my husband heard me say that, he would be like, Gee, I, I helped with the dishes last night. I did 15 minutes of dishes. I'm like, yeah, I do 40 minutes of dishes every night. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and not that I'm not grateful for my husband, but I do <laughs> think there is this disproportionate amount of pressure and responsibility on a lot of moms right now when it comes to working at home, school, helping everyone. You're responsible for the vibe of your household, like all of it. So let's talk about protecting your energy because I do think that that is also a key when it comes to anxiety. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So while we can respond in a really compassionate way, um, while we can be sensitive that a lot of lives have changed for in, in, a, in a number of different ways, we have to also be so aware that our compassion is not an endless resource. Is being compassionate the right thing to do? Absolutely. Is holding space for people, knowing that what we talked about earlier, knowing that people are like basically walking around with their darkest vulnerabilities exposed? Absolutely. But you have to remember that this source of compassion is not endless. It's not an endless reserve. It actually needs to be topped up. It needs time to regenerate, right? Whenever you're on an airplane and they're like, okay, in case of an emergency, put your own air mask in on first so that you're able to help others put their air masks on. This is exactly that. What we are talking about is making sure you have your own air mask on because I assure you, if you cannot breathe, you are literally useless to the people around you. You're useless to your clients. You're useless to your families. You're useless to any person in your life if you aren't functioning. So when I talk about drawing uh, or setting boundaries on your compassion, it's really being aware of how to get your own needs met. First and foremost, how you are meeting your own needs. So what does that look like? Well, in the face of all this chaos, especially for kids who have, or for families rather, who have special needs kids or really young kids at home, this is a huge ask, but you need to find a way of carving out even just a little bit of time that is just yours. And who knows what that looks like? You know, for some people it is, it's working out. For some people it's going for a walk. For some people it's the ability to sit and watch an episode of Tiger King without like little people around them, right? It doesn't matter what it is. You have to get clear right here, right now on what it is that you need And then speak up about what it is that you need. And just that tiny little act can be a revolution on its own, you know, identifying what you need and then asking for it. If you don't do that, if you don't set those boundaries on your own compassion, you will burn out. You will either get sick or you will hit adrenal failure or you will have a major tantrum that will make you like walk away. Something not good will happen because that is not a sustainable level of showing up. You can't just bear the emotional responsibility for everybody else. You have to speak up for what you need and get those needs met. Absolutely. And you know, 
you can ask for what you need, guys. Mm -hmm. You can ask your partner. You can ask your kids. You can ask anyone who you're with for Mm -hmm. what you need. And for some reason, we find it very uncomfortable to do so. I've said Mm -hmm. to my husband lately, I'm like, I'm going to need like an hour. I need it or shit's going to hit the fan around here. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm really going to yeah. need, I need this time. And he has done the same for me. And I do think that's something that's been really great for us coming out of this. Yeah. Well, we're not out of it yet, but during this process is we're starting to ask for what we need because we're realizing it's again, like we were talking about before, all of those feelings are being like they're 10 times right now because you're stuck at home. Like there yeah. is no space. You have to ask for what you need at home or it's not going to be a very nice home. Yeah, exactly. And and again, think of the ripple effects this is going to have on your relationship and on your family when you have that courage cuz you know, when you're just learning how to do it, it is courageous. When you have that courage to identify your needs and then ask for those needs to be met and really follow through on that, what we're talking about now is excellent communication. So speaking up in that way and advocating for yourself is just improving your communication. Well, when you improve the communication in your relationship, everything gets easier. Your sex life gets better. Your home life gets better. Your financial life gets better because when you're working off the same page, everything is just open and compassionate and understanding. Same thing with your kids. When you're just open and vocal about what it is that you need and how you expect them to help follow through with that, your family gets tighter. You know, why can't your kids be helping menu plan? Why can't your kids be responsible for cleaning up the kitchen at at the end of um, meals or clearing the table? Even little ones can do this. Why can't kids as young as three be get like pouring cereal for themselves or helping themselves to snacks that have been put out on a low shelf of the cupboard, right? We can help facilitate this smooth functioning, this flow, this open communication in our families. And we have the time to do that right now and really create a new and improved system for how we manage our home life. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, when all of this is done, you have these new skills and you have these new ways of doing things and your family's better for it. You know, I've been thinking, I'm like, how do I make COVID-19 the best thing that ever happened to me? And some days when I'm shoving my face with sushi, I'm like, "Uh, I don't know if it is. Um, But there are times where I'm like, no, I really do think we're going to come out of this better. Yeah. There, there are a lot of gifts that we can um, pick up from this. And, you know, we don't have to set that expectation of like, it has to be the best thing ever happened, but maybe we can find a way of making it something really purposeful. You know, if you leave this situation, um, you know, when however many months have gone by and you're like, you know what, in that Don't time, say however many like, months, please don't say however many months. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. Months. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but you know, like if we can come out of that and being like, looking back, here's what I pulled out of it. I mm-hmm. deep relationship I have with my partner. I improved the flow of our family. I learned how to speak up about how to get my own needs met. I really took time and invested it in myself for what I personally and professionally need. Oh my God, all of that is so good. That's so good. Like what an opportunity that we we can do that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So mindset, let's talk about mindset quick. Mindset is huge right now, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about this basically throughout this podcast, but I do want to do like a little bit of a recap. 
as a mindset coach, what do you just like maybe a couple quick strategies you have for people during this time to switch their mindset? Because I do think, you know, because of the media and just because of our fear and because of all of the extra yeah. stress, we are all kind of spiraling into a shitty mindset. And I can see that in the group text that I'm in, mm-hmm. on the Zoom calls with girlfriends and things like that. We keep spiraling back to this negativity and we got to switch it around or it's going to be a long, I guess you're right, few months. Yeah. (laughs) Acceptance is a big one. Um, Acceptance is a big one. You know, accepting that this is the way that it is. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just different. And when you detach from the way things were, you can start to accept the way things are, right? But even bigger than that, the foundation of mindset, anything is, is understanding that your perspective is literally everything. It's literally everything. And I think I used this example with you before, but um, you know, you can think to yourself, oh man, I got to pay my hydro bill this month. Or you can think to yourself, oh shit, I, I love running water so much. I love electricity. Like I'm so grateful that I just get to go to the tap and turn on running water, which sorry, many, many, many people in many, many, many countries do not have the luxury of doing. Suddenly we can shift into this like, just reframed perspective of what we have, it's not a burden. When you can start to shift your perspective, what you're really doing is taking ownership that this life is yours. That while you can't necessarily control the things that are happening, you can absolutely always control how you're reacting and responding to that. Mm -hmm. That is how you kind of set yourself free, which is like a really dramatic way of saying, this is how you empower yourself. You know, people say they want to feel better. They want to be happy. They just want to feel better. It's like, okay, this is how you do it. Start taking responsibility for how you are showing up. You know, if your friends are getting really negative, stop going to the group chats. If the news is really weighing you down, stop watching the news. All of that is is within your control, all of it. Nobody will do that for you. Nobody will give you permission to do that. You are literally the only person who can do that for yourself. And when you take ownership of that, oh my God, you, that's how you start to create these internal changes. That's how you start to create this inner peace and you start to really come home to yourself and feel how you want to feel. It is that simple. It is that complicated. You just have to decide that you're going to do it. Yeah. It really does come back to a decision. Every day, over and over and over again, over and over and over again, you have to constantly remind yourself. And this is, and I think that people sometimes think that people who have positive mindsets are always looking at the bright side of things and perspective, all of that, that it's always like that. No, it's a constant work in progress. You're constantly having to come back to that choice. Yes. And it's because you give yourself the space to feel how you feel. Because if you gloss over the hard stuff and you don't feel those hard emotions, you can't actually think positively. You're Mm -hmm. just, you're just repressing it and pushing it down. So truly, genuinely happy, optimistic people will tell you across the board. It's not like their life is sunshine and roses all the time. It's that when something negative happens, they choose to look at it differently. They Mm -hmm. choose to see things in a new light. And when you do that, like that's the work. When that becomes your habit and your practice, the people around you start to change and you start to attract people who think along similar lines to you, right? And your conversations do change. Your social media feeds do change because we have this like 
pervasive algorithm running through our life that tends to attract more of what we're already feeling. So when you have that courage to put yourself back in the driver's seat, decide that you're going to do things differently for yourself and make the necessary changes to do that, it actually is, it's so much easier than we think. But again, yes, you just have to get started and decide that this is the way it's going to be for you. Yeah. And you know, one thing I want to add, my mom, we've always kind of talked about this, is that life gives you the lessons that you need to learn. I do truly mm-hmm. believe that. And if you don't learn the lesson the first time, it's going to come back around in a different situation over and over and over again until you deal with that shit and get yeah. that lesson. And I'm always asking myself when I'm in a hard situation, okay, what is the lesson here? What yeah. is the lesson here? And that goes with mindset too, like asking yourself, mm-hmm. what is the lesson that I can learn in this? So, you know, you're yeah. at home and you're feeling stir crazy and your husband's driving you crazy and all of these things are going on. It's like, okay, what is this trying to teach me? What is the lesson here? Like, what can mm-hmm. I do? And just yeah. Yeah. having that conversation with yourself. Totally. And that's when, you know, when I say approach it with curiosity, Again, that's such a mental shift because when you approach it with fear and dread and resentment, it doesn't feel good. When you start to approach it with curiosity and be like, hmm, I wonder what I could actually get out of this or I wonder what this could be teaching me. This is a brand new place to operate from, learning from it and, and really being intentional about what what you could pull out of this. Doesn't mean it's, it's not going to be uncomfortable, but if you can shift into it's uncomfortable. And I know I'm going to get something really good out of this. Like you're winning. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. So the last thing I want to ask you about, again, I, I've been binging your podcast. Like I have all <laughs> these like little nuggets from all of the episodes. Um, and I'm going to link the podcast for everyone who's listening as well. But yeah. so you were talking about this notion that we feel like we need to find this work-life balance and yeah. everyone's trying to achieve that right now. But then you said, it's not about balance, it's about blending. And can you elaborate on that? Because when you said that, and I was driving, I was like, oh shit. Yes. That is what I needed to hear. And I'm someone who works from home. So this is like, I'm always working from home. This is my jam. It's just all the people are here with me now, which is a little bit of a hiccup. Um, But I know there's so many people who need to hear this message. Yeah. So I think that work-life balance is kind of a fallacy. You know, I don't think that everything can be, I think the world works in a state of balance, but when we're talking about, you know, having a career, having a family, having a partnership, being on our own, whatever it is, balance isn't really a thing because balance is a moving target. So when we start to shift into thinking about, well, what does the right blend of this feel like for me? Then we, we've kind of altered our mindset. We've altered our perspective to be more open to different solutions, right? So what felt like a blend for you six weeks ago is out of date. That's no longer going to feel like the right blend to you because, you know, maybe that involved, you know, dropping kids off at school, doing your work, picking kids up, having dinner, whatever it is, whatever the routine of your family is like, our lives don't look like that anymore. So then when we are very clear on this is all a moving target, we can be gentler with ourselves too about creating the blend that works in this moment that helps meet everybody's needs, especially our own and, and, and blend out the two. So how do I spend the right amount of time with my family that allows them to feel like all of their needs are being met, that we're, that we're finding joy, we're creating joy together. How do I spend enough time growing my work or focusing on my own business um, that 
that also feels supported. It's not about giving things equal time and equal distribution. And so it feels like, oh, perfect. I've totally figured out the balance. It's about appreciating that it's such a moving target. It's a constant ebb and flow. And we have to keep adapting when things feel like they're working. Great. Do that. When things start to feel like they're out of whack or they're they're off uh, off kilter, okay, then how do we pivot and adapt to fill in that blank? How do we like recalibrate the blend so it still feels like it's a good flow, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're talking about is we're talking about this flow of making things feel like like it is working, like it is supportive. That takes a mental shift to start easing up on maybe what you thought it was going to look like and start appreciating what it actually feels like and how to recognize those feelings and adapt accordingly. Yes. And I love what you said about recalibrating because Mm -hmm. I know, I feel like on my platform, I'm always talking about how I'm trying to get my shit together today, or I'm doing this today, or I'm reevaluating this, or this is my new strategy. And part Mm -hmm. of me wonders, well, man, do people think that I'm just like never following through with anything or, you know, just the messaging? Because I know people just have different perspectives on that. But I'm like, no, everyone is constantly trying to get their shit together. Everyone is constantly recalibrating because life does change. And just hearing you say that reaffirmed that, right? Like it's what works one week may not work the next. What feels right then might not feel right in six months from now. And that's, that's the beauty of life too, right? Like we're constantly going through and figuring out what works, what doesn't, what feels good. Okay. Declutter this, cut the fat there. Oh, let's do more of this. And it's not something that you just check off your to-do list. It is a constant, constant work in progress. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. Like you're designed to evolve. You're not designed to change and then stop changing. You're designed to keep evolving and stripping off or peeling off layers as you go and as you grow that's not a finite thing that happens over the entire course of your life. So when we start to learn how to detach from this notion of like, oh, all I have to do is do this one thing and then it'll be perfect. It's like, no, it, that's that's a, a lie. I don't know who told you that, but that's a lie. It actually doesn't work like that. You're supposed to keep changing and evolving and flowing through your life as it goes. And the more comfortable you get with that now, again, the easier, easier it gets to, to really just go with it. Yeah. I think it's all about feeling comfortable with feeling uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Lise, thank you so much. You are just, you know what, what you're doing for everyone who is on your platform right now and who's listening to you, like you are really providing a lot of just comfort, I think would be the best word in in your words right now. And in this crazy time that we're going through. Um, So I'm so grateful that you came on. I'm so excited to keep listening to your podcast and see, you know, you just take over the world because big (laughs) things are coming for you. So I'm going to link all of the things that you've got going on um, for my community. They can come check you out on Instagram and um, YouTube and your podcast. And I I just can't wait for them to dive into all that you have to offer. Thank you. And and yes, my book is the next thing that's happening. And I think that's going to like, it feels like one long Instagram post. So if people connect with my content, they're going to love this book and that'll be up for presale in May. So that's very exciting. Yeah. You just send that to me and I will, I will shout that off the rooftops too. <laughs> so I've got Thank you, you girl. Thank you so, so much. Okay guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. 
And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you.